Welcome to the Royal Caribbean Blog Podcast, a weekly look into the world of Royal Caribbean cruising. I'm your host, Matt Hotchberg, and this is episode number 22. This week, I want to talk all about going on a Royal Caribbean cruise with kids. Family cruising has never been more popular, and frankly, I think Royal Caribbean is a terrific choice for cruising with kids, both young and old. So let's look at the programs that Royal Caribbean has for kids, what else there is for kids to do on board, stateroom options when cruising with children, and of course, dining with kids. Here we go. Cruising for many people is a family vacation, and that's definitely the case with me and my family as well. So cruising with kids is certainly something that a lot of people embark on when they go on a Royal Caribbean cruise. And actually, this topic for this week's show was originally suggested by another podcast listener, Christy Pudik, who wrote me and asked, I have a request for a show, Cruising with Kids, different age kids. I have a new baby and I'm always love new information about topics I'm not completely familiar with. And Christy, I think it's a great question, and I know a lot of people are always interested in maybe trying Royal Caribbean, especially if they have kids. And you know what? I've had the chance to try it myself. I have a three-year-old who's been on three cruises so far, not counting a fourth cruise when she was in utero. So cruising with kids, especially young children, is a concern of a number of our blog readers who've emailed me. So this week, I wanted to discuss why cruising in Royal Caribbean with young children can be a great vacation and what to expect with young kids. And let me start out by saying, first and foremost, I think cruising with Royal Caribbean is a great idea when you have kids because, first of all, Royal Caribbean does bill itself as a family cruise line, and they offer a lot. Really, over the last decade, Royal Caribbean has been doing more and more to make its cruise lines appealing to families. People like to cruise as a family. It's not just, you know, the old and the recently married that are that are cruising on cruises these days. No, if families want to go, it's a great financial decision, as I think many of our listeners know, and it's something that's a lot of fun. So Royal Caribbean has a kids program that's called Adventure Ocean, and it's a youth program that has activities for kids anywhere as young as three years old in the Aquanauts program all the way to teens that are up to the age of 17. Now, on Voyager class and larger ships, there are four to five youth facilities, including a teen center on board. So let's start with the youngest kids who are aged six months to 36 months old, and they're going to fit into the Royal Babies and Royal Tots program. This is a relatively new offering that Royal Caribbean has been offering on some of their newer ships. It started with the Oasis class and has been rolled out to a number of other ships. But basically, there's a couple of elements to the program for kids that are in this range. The Toddlers program, which is essentially what it is, offers there's a nursery and there's also some programs for kids throughout the ship for instance there's an operation where toddlers can play with just toys for them in play groups and this is designated times where parents can bring their kids to meet other toddlers and play with some common toys that the cruise line provides it requires parents to supervise their children and my daughter has always enjoyed not just playing with the toys but also playing with other kids it's complimentary and on ships like freedom of the seas they had a dedicated room open most of the day where you could bring my daughter to play as long as she pleased this was especially nice when she was young and the toys were a really big deal for her because, again, at that age, there wasn't a whole lot else that she was interested in. The other major part of the toddler program is the nursery. Now, the nursery is supervised daycare and it's $8 an hour per child. Now, if you've ever dropped your kids off at a daycare program at home, then this is going to be very similar for you. Basically, you drop your children off, you sign them out, and then you give the time that you're going to return, you come back, you pick up your kids again. Pretty simple. Frankly, I love the nursery programs I've encountered, as has my daughter, in fact. We used to call nursery camp, quote-unquote, when talking about it to my daughter, and she never wanted to leave. She had such a great time. The nursery has toys. They show movies. They even have meals available for them, and it's really popular in the evenings when a lot of adults want to enjoy dinner on their own. So it's a great option for the youngsters, and it gives parents an opportunity to also get some alone time, which is also nice. Now, once your child is three years old, they qualify for the Adventure Ocean program. And when you board a ship on your first day, there's usually a table right there when you board the ship to sign your kids up. 
Adventure Ocean is optional and something kids can do as little or as much as they want. It's probably smart just to sign up anyway. And even if they spend 10 minutes, that's fine. It's 10 minutes that you had that was not in your hair, right? Adventure Ocean is complimentary and it's broken up by age group. So the first age group is Aquanauts, which is for ages three to five years old. In the Aquanauts, kids will learn about local customs, do science experiments, make new friends. Explorers for ages six to eight years old. It's a lot like Aquanauts, just a little more mature. Voyagers is for ages nine to 11 years old. And again, focuses more on science and interaction. Then you have the tween and teen program, which is for ages 12 to 11. Don't worry, the 12-year-olds are not hanging out with 17-year-olds. It's kind of broken up a little bit. But the best thing about the teen program is that it's not structured. The 12 to 14-year-old guests can come and join activities and games and when they want to, or they can just hang out in the teen-only lounge. By the same token, the 15 to 17-year-olds can hang out in the lounge, talk with friends, meet new people. It's a, it's a program really kind of built for teenagers to be able to do their own thing. The younger kids' programs are supervised and available while at sea from 9 a.m. to noon, 2 p.m. to 5 p.m., and 7 p.m. to 10 p.m. When you're in port, the programs are available 30 minutes prior to the first shore excursion all the way to 5 o'clock p.m. or return to the last shore excursion and then 7 o'clock to 10 o'clock. The teen center is open from 10 p.m. to 2 a.m. each evening. Young teens are welcome to come and hang out and join in activities, make new friends, or just dance or listen to music. It's really, again, for the younger kids, it's structured. For the older kids who, you know, too cool for everybody, they're going to be doing their own thing and it allows them to have that kind of free range. And again, it's all supervised. A lot of the programs include arts and crafts, science projects, talent shows, parades, and more. Those are for the younger kids. Older kids' programs cater more to really encouraging kids to socialize together and things appropriate for their age group, such as maybe art, theater, sports tournaments, and even video game showdowns. Another option is in-room babysitting. And babysitting in-room, that is, is offered individually in your stateroom. In-room babysitting must be booked through the guest relations desk at least 24 hours in advance. And it cannot be booked prior to your cruise vacation because there's no guarantee about availability. In-room babysitting service is offered when there's staff available because basically it requires a guest to say, hey, I'd like an in-room babysitter. And then the staff will try to find someone who's available. It's kind of like a, it's not like Craigslist, but you know, it's that opportunity for staff to see if there's any available staff, you know, make some more money and they sign up for it. And that's how it basically works. Now, the children must be at least one years old, and the cost is $19 per hour for up to three children. So whether you have one or three kids, it's $19 an hour. Now, the thing says it's per family. I had an opportunity on Jewel Disease where we were able to take my daughter and a friend's son who are, again, of less than three years old and put them in the same room, and it only costs $19 per hour collectively. So there is that. The other big thing for kids to enjoy on select Royal Caribbean ships, of course, is the DreamWorks experience. And the DreamWorks experience is an agreement between Royal Caribbean and DreamWorks Entertainment to bring their most popular characters to the ships, including characters from the movies of Shrek, Madagascar, and Kung Fu Panda. Now, there are parades, character meets, 3D movies, and even a character breakfast. My daughter loved meeting the characters when we were on Freedom of the Seas, and there seemed to be a few DreamWorks activities going on each day. And the best part is DreamWorks experience is all included in the price of your cruise, so you're not paying anything extra. It seems like there's always an opportunity to meet a character here and there. It was a lot of fun, and you know what? My daughter really got a kick out of it. Now, outside of the Adventure Ocean program, which is really you know structured and there's, there's certainly a lot to do there, there's still even more for kids to do on board. Of course, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention the pool, because the pool is always a popular option with kids. And in addition to just, well, going swimming, some ships, especially the newer ones, now have an H2O zone, which is basically an aqua park to play in. The H2O zone is always filled with kids playing there, and my daughter could spend all day running around until she literally collapses. It's basically a number of water-based 
structures that just spew water constantly so you can stand there and get soaked, run around in it, swim in some parts of it. It's really cool. On Freedom and Oasis-class ships, there's also a special pool just for toddlers who wear swim diapers to splash in. My daughter's gone in there and loved being able to have the free reign of the area. In fact, the Royal Caribbean staff were supervising the area to make sure that any older kids that got in were kicked out because they wanted to make sure it was just for little kids, which I actually found as a nice touch. I thought about it later. I think it's more about a health issue, but nonetheless, I enjoy that my kid's space was not taken up by some older kids. Now, kids can also partake in the rock climbing wall, mini golf, the flow rider, ice skating, and morning, and all these things included in your cruise price. So it's a lot of stuff to do, and kids love it. But I think actually the probably the part of the ship that kids love the most outside of the Adventure Ocean area is going to be the sports deck because there's a lot to do here. Ping pong tables, basketball, soccer, volleyball, and a lot of other choices as well. Also, Royal Caribbean organizes games on the sports deck that's open to kids to play and can be a lot of fun. Now, in terms of staterooms, Royal Caribbean has a number of family-friendly staterooms to choose from. There are standard-sized staterooms with Pullman beds, which are retractable bunk beds that come out of the ceiling, as well as sofas that open up to be beds as well. These beds are great for young kids, and the nice thing is they retract in the daytime so there's more space in your room. They're not just taking up the space all the time like a regular bed. Now, if you're a family that needs more space, Royal Caribbean has family interior and ocean view staterooms in the value category of rooms. These staterooms are essentially double capacity staterooms that can fit up to six guests and are anywhere from 265 to 328 square feet. The staterooms have some separation from you and your kids in the way of a curtain. You should really think of these rooms as just really large inside Ocean View staterooms because they have just a lot of space in them. I've actually booked one of these rooms for Navigator of the Seas Cruise that I'm going on in February. I'll have a much more detailed report coming up on those to look forward to. Next, you have the Royal Family Suites, which you have the money, <laughs> boasts 560 to 580 square feet of space along with a private balcony. So this family room can accommodate up to eight guests and is perfect for those who want to make the most space for the families. Each of these rooms has a royal king bed, one room with third and fourth Pullman beds, two bathrooms, one with a tub, and a living area with a double sofa bed. So needless to say, this room can be expensive and can be at a lot of people's price ranges. But if you can afford it, there's really no better way to stay in one set room with a lot of people. Now, coming new to the Quantum Class cruise ships are the family stateroom that's called the Family Connected Junior Suite with Balcony. Now, what makes this room unique is that it features three different categories of staterooms connected through a vestibule to form a special layout that provides three bedrooms, three bathrooms, and a balcony. It sleeps eight to ten guests, and Quantum Class is doing more, really, than any other ship to be family-friendly. And this room category innovation, I think, is a great example of that. Now, needless to say, it ain't going to be cheap, but it's an option, again, for people who want to be able to be in the same room. Now, if you're just looking, hey, I want to be able to have my kids on my cruise with me, I'm not necessarily need them all to be in the same room. There's another option, which of course is booking two cabins, one for you and one for the kids. Or if you have more kids, if you're like the Brady Bunch, well, maybe three or four cabins. This option can be among the most affordable choices and give separation between adults and kids as well as a second bathroom. Now, I recommend connecting staterooms that feature a common door between the two. So it's essentially two rooms with a door that you can access without going out to the hallway. If you have older kids, like maybe teenagers or so, it's okay to have rooms maybe on separate decks even because you have, there's a little more level of trust there involved. Now, in terms of dining on Royal Caribbean, kids are definitely included in the process and welcome in the various dining rooms. In the main dining room, each evening there's a kid's menu and each kid was brought a fruit bowl to start when they were seated. I love this detail because it gave my daughter something to do when we first sat down and it also gave her a little food to tide her over until her meal was served. Of course, the wait staff always gravitated towards entertaining my daughter throughout the evening and by the end of the cruise, she really loves interacting with the waitstaff. 
Another strategy some parents opt for is to book a late seating diner for themselves and bring the kids to the Winjamer for dinner around the first seating. That way, after the kids eat, parents drop the kids off at the Adventure Ocean Club and dine on their own terms. Now, my wife and I are considering this strategy for our upcoming cruise now that my daughter is old enough for Adventure Ocean. I hope by now you're getting the sense that Royal Caribbean does a lot for kids on board. And frankly, I have no qualms about recommending Royal Caribbean to families. There's even more I didn't even have a chance to mention, like how about free ice cream all day, every day. Shows for kids on the Oasis class. There's a carousel, cupcake making classes just for kids, pirate night, face painting, family karaoke, and, and there's even more. Now, I'll be honest. I think Royal Caribbean is a great cruise line for families. And more to the point, I think they're among the best cruise lines for traveling with kids. Adventure Ocean is a wonderful program that always seems to get great reviews all around. Now, if you look for it, there's lots of offered for kids to do on board. And I wouldn't hesitate booking a cruise with young kids or old kids for that matter. Now, one of my good friends, Danielle Perry, who is a self-admitted family-centric traveler, gave me a couple questions about cruising on Royal Caribbean with kids that she had concerns about. So I wanted to address them really quickly. So first, Danielle wants to know about the stage shows and how appropriate they are for kids, not just in the sense of vulgarity or nudity, but in terms of also holding their attention, right? It's a great question. Put aside the Broadway shows, there's regular stage shows and the ice shows, which I think are definitely okay for kids to see in terms of there's no offensive material in there. Obviously, each show is different, but the stage shows generally focus on musical performances. So I think if your kids have an appreciation for music, that helps a lot. I believe, though, the ice skating show is really a lot of fun for kids because it's frankly an impressive display of acrobatics. I remember bringing my daughter as early as one year old to it, and she really liked watching the spectacle of them. Now, I know other cruise lines, like say Disney, is more character-driven in terms of the show, so maybe the kids make a connection there. But I don't think your kids may necessarily hate the shows. I think they may actually find it interesting. Obviously, shows like the Love and Marriage Game Show are probably not great for young kids, but Royal Caribbean does warn you when that's appropriate or not. Danielle also wanted about kids' activities that adults can do with them together. And I mentioned some of them earlier. There's the kids' cupcake decorating class. There's also family karaoke, but there's also more. There's the Parent Trap Game Show, Family Quest. That's a family-friendly version of the quest. And, of course, scavenger hunts. Plus, there are, of course, organized activities listed in the Cruise Compass every day that encourage kids and adults to attend. And I dare you to show me a kid who doesn't find the belly flop competition hilarious. So I will say, if you have kids, especially younger kids, I'd encourage you to try some of the larger, newer Royal Caribbean ships for their entertainment value. There's no question that Freedom, Oasis, and the upcoming Quantum Class have the best family entertainment on board in terms of services and venues. Now, there have been recent fleet-wide upgrades that have significantly helped the older ships, so the other ships' classes do offer a lot more than they ever did. But again, with younger kids, I'd look toward the newer classes ships for right now. With that in mind, I'd love to hear your feedback if you brought your kids on a Royal Caribbean cruise. So email me and tell me all about it so we can read it on the podcast. It's time to answer our listener emails, tweets, Facebook messages, and we'll start with an email from Christopher Percy. Great subject matter on episode 21, previewing Royal Caribbean's 2014. It's always interesting to hear about Royal Caribbean's plans for the future since this piques our interest and we can start planning our future cruises. In my opinion, the highlights of 2014 will be Quantum, a technological marvel, wow, virtual cabins, finally a Wi-Fi system that will be usable, Oasis ships in Europe, and we will be on Quantum of the Seas for the Royal Caribbean blog group cruise in March 2014. This will be a fun cruise. We look forward to meeting all of our fellow bloggers. I wish you and your family and all the Royal Caribbean bloggers a healthy and prosperous new year and many more cruises too. Thank you, Christopher. Great email, and I could not agree more. I love your list, and I'm so happy that you're going to be joining us on the Royal Caribbean blog 
group podcast on Quantum of the Seas. That's, of course, on March 21st, 2015. I will post the obligatory link in our show notes if anybody else wants to join us because there's still plenty of space, and I want as many of our listeners and readers to join us as possible. Next, we have an email from Gordon Peterson, who writes about his cruise plans for 2014. I've got three voyages of Quantum of the Seas booked. Wow. The eight-day westbound transatlantic on November 2nd, the eight-day quote-unquote maiden voyage on November 23rd, and the 11-day real maiden voyage on December 1st. I booked an inside cabin for all three sailings, and I'm eager to see how the virtual balconies are. I agree with you. I think this will radically change the dynamics of inside cabins. I had been pushing cruise lines for a long time to have virtual portholes, even if they were nothing more than a light behind a curtain, which had been gradually brightened as the sun came up each morning. Royal Caribbean is doing is obviously goes way beyond that. Gordon, great idea. Love the uh, the enthusiasm there. Three cruises on Quanta before the end of the year. I am jealous. It's official. Uh, it's great, Gordon, and thank you so much for sending in your plans. We have an email from Tony S. in California. Hi, Matt. Big fan of your podcast. Just got off the Oasis class and had a fantastic time. I would listen to the podcast while working out in the gym on board. Stayed in the junior suite and loved every square foot. And thanks to the double crown and anchor points, it moved me into Emerald status. Going on two cruises in 2014, including a 10-night Alaska cruise, but unfortunately, Princess got our business on that. Since we live in the Bay Area, they offer a round trip out of San Francisco and saves us a lot of money on airfare and hotel stay. But the second cruise is what I'm really looking forward to, a four-night on Majesty of the Seas. Although she's the oldest ship in the fleet, and she was my first ship back in 1996 when I was just 12 years old and has got me hooked ever since. Got to say my goodbye and thank you to her before Royal Caribbean ships are off to Pullmanter. Thank you for an awesome podcast and looking forward to future episodes. Thanks for the email, Tony. And you know what? I, I don't blame you for going for Princess if that's the case. Certainly money is money and go, getting be able to go on a cruise and see the same places for cheaper. It's okay. Nothing wrong with there. I won't hold you uh, to the fire on that one. But it is pretty cool that you get a chance to check out Majesty. You know, the probably the ship I had the most sentimental attachment to, I think, is Mariner of the Seas, because that was the ship that me and my wife went on for our honeymoon. So for whatever reason, that ship's always kind of held a special spot in my heart, and really ever since then, it went off overseas, and I haven't had even a chance, even if I wanted to, cruise on her again. But I totally get the whole Majesty connection, and I agree, it's her days in our fleet are probably numbered just because she's the oldest ship in the fleet. So, thank you, Tony. Next, we have an email from Bill Carney. Thanks for the recent episode on Royal Caribbean's 2014 activities. Very useful, especially the information about Navigator of the Seas. That made my mind up for our 2014 cruise. Now I just have to figure out when. I'll stay tuned for the preview of your upcoming cruise on Navigator, and we'll follow up as well. I really appreciate your efforts, and I enjoy the podcast. Happy New Year. Bill, I'm so glad to hear that you're going to check out Navigator as well. Frankly, I was in the exact same situation you were. I started reading about Navigator of the Seas and all the cool stuff coming to you, and I told my wife, we need to go on this. I, I really, really want to check this out. I think... The really interesting thing is plenty of other Royal Caribbean ships have been revitalized recently, but the amount of stuff that's going to Navigator is just so darn cool, and I can't wait to check it out myself. And, of course, we'll be posting lots and lots of it here on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. So thank you, Bill. Next, we have a Facebook message from Karen Wigginton. Hi, I'm going to Voyager this season in February 2014. have been informed about a beverage package called the Ultimate Package, which apparently covers everything. I was just wondering if anyone had used this package and knew 100% what is and is not covered, as I'm getting conflicting information from Royal Caribbean themselves. Would love to hear about your thoughts and experiences of this, please. Karen, I, of course, sent you a message already on Facebook linking to it, but the ultimate drink package is we have a page on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com, and I'll put a link in the show notes again. Basically, what it covers, the ultimate package, it's $65 per day per guest, and it includes premium tea, premium coffee, bottled water, sparkling water, still water, 
fresh squeeze orange juice, call and premium cocktails, frozen cocktails, beers, premium wine by the glass, up to $12. Also, the uh, premium cocktails was up to $10 value. Non-alcoholic cocktails, fountain soda with the souvenirs Coca-Cola cup, and a 20% discount on purchases of bottles of wine. The ultimate package, also the premium package, which is the one that also covers alcohol, not just beer, they both include a fair amount of hard liquor. In fact, there's very few hard liquors that are not included in there, so you can request special brands, no problem at all. Hope that helps you out, Karen. We have a tweet this week from Ninja Tony on Twitter. Forgot to mention your podcast that Navigator of the Seas is getting a flow rider. Yes, you're absolutely right, Tony. It's actually getting a flow rider. There's a nursery, pool. There's a lot of different options, but the flow rider, you're right, is something that is unique to Navigator of the Seas, whereas other ships that have been revitalized have not gotten. Frankly, I think it's going to be coming to the other Voyager class ships, although we don't know that for a fact yet, but I would expect that to be the case. So thank you for reminding me about that, Tony. Or Ninja Tony, should I say. We have another voicemail this week from Peter from Scotland. So Peter, please go ahead. Peter Lockhart from Air Scotland. Happy New Year to you, Matt, and all the podcast team. In Scotland, we're looking forward to 2014 big time with the Commonwealth Games, the Ryder Cup, when we'll give you folks in the States a pasting and our referendum on whether Scotland should become an independent country. On the Royal Caribbean front, Quantum, not such a big deal in 2014 for us. It will be in 2015, with Southampton acting as home port. Good to hear improvements on the way with internet, both in terms of connectivity and price. As you mentioned, Oasis debuts in Europe, and there's a lot of excitement about that on this side of the pond. From a personal point of view, Matt, we're looking forward to our first ever cruise on Oasis on 1st March. Can't wait. Exciting times ahead in 2014. All the more reason to keep up to date with your superb weekly podcast. Have a great new year. We'll be celebrating Hogmanay big time here in Scotland. And all the best for 2014. Thanks, Peter. And a pasting Hogmanay? I know we speak the same language, but new words for me. But anyway, uh, great to hear that you're going to be able to check out Oasis when it comes over there. I think you're going to really love it. It really will change the way you look at cruising for sure. And, you know, the interesting thing is I know you're not that excited about Quantum of the Seas because it's over here in the States. But don't forget, a lot of what you see on Quantum of the Seas is going to be what is going to be on Anthem of the Seas. And I know that you're looking forward to that because it's going to be based out of Southampton, like you mentioned earlier. So... You know, there's at least a preview, basically, of what you can expect in large part when Anthem comes around. So thanks as always, Peter. Always appreciate the voicemails. And as I've said from the beginning, I want this podcast to be an interactive experience with input from all of you. I encourage you to send me your thoughts as you're listening to this podcast by tweeting us, posting a message on Facebook, emailing us, or posting a comment on RoyalCaribbeanBlog.com. So what I'd love to hear is your feedback. So if you on Twitter, you can tweet us. We are at the RCL blog. On Facebook, we are facebook.com slash Royal Caribbean blog. You can, of course, email us at matt at Royal Caribbean blog.com or call the Royal Caribbean blog voicemail by calling 408-6-ROYAL-6. That's 408-676-9256. So until next time, I'm Matt Hotchberg, and we'll talk again soon. Happy New Year.